Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Wednesday, August the 24th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, cryptic, which means having a hidden or secret meaning cryptic hope everyone is enjoying that wednesday midweek swing hump day is here halfway through the work week halfway through the work week uh, i had the previous this previous weekend also i thoroughly enjoyed that man i enjoyed that had the uh pleasure of going to a wedding this past saturday and, and you know after the wedding i began to think um this is this makes the second or third wedding i have been to this year where they have been young. I mean, people in their 20s. Now, you know, at one point in time, they were saying that the marriage rate rate for those uh, young Americans in their 20s or going into their 30s was extremely low. It was uh, pretty much non-existent. Uh, like I said, this is about the third one, and I got I believe I have some more coming up. A lot of young folks are getting married. Uh, love is back in the air, maybe, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, or I think COVID has a lot to do with it. I think a lot of people, a lot of young people, especially because we know those COVID numbers for young people, um, they were somewhat high. And I think a lot of young folks, after living through this pandemic of two going on three years, I think a lot of young folks are realizing, hey, life is way too short, way too short. And I think they're giving love a try again. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Good luck with that. And I, I certainly, I, I don't mean to sound sarcastic, but hey, I, I hope and pray that these young folks are going into uh, marriage, realizing and knowing that, hey, it's not going to be a walk in the park. It's not going to be, you're going to have good days and bad days. There, there's going to be more, uh, you're going to be giving more than you're receiving. That That's just, that's just a part of life. And, and that's marriage. Uh, as long as they go into it, knowing that and, and hey, keep God in it. I think they're going to be all right. I think they're going to be successful. Certainly is uh, a treat to see someone in their 20s getting married because when I was in my 20s, I was nowhere near that. <laughs> I just wasn't. I was nowhere near. It. Marriage didn't even pop in my mind. There was no way I was going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think that COVID I think that COVID, like I always say, it shook things up. And I think this is maybe just, hey, shaking, may have shaken things up for the best because a lot of folks are getting married. Hmm, it's beautiful. Uh, had some beautiful wedding, uh, beautiful weather to get married. Uh, temperatures fell back down into the 80s last week. Got a little bit of rain also. And now this week, of course, the temperatures are rising once again. How surprising. It's August in the South. What do you think? Hey, like I said, that 80 degree temperature, it was well welcome, but I knew it wasn't going to stick around too long. And I'm sure quite a few of the others out there knew the same thing. But hey, we enjoyed it while it lasted. And uh, look, man, wow, the, the Dallas, Texas, the flooding, man, uh, they had a storm that came through Sunday night into Monday. And, and they're saying it was a, a, a it was a slow moving thunderstorm, but they're saying it was a record breaking. 24-hour precipitation 
the most they have seen in 90 years. They received 15 inches of rain from Sunday night to morning, Monday morning. And uh, Monday afternoon also, uh, there was a 60-year-old lady that was swept away by flash flooding. Man, of course, you know, many were left without power and air traffic. Uh, as you would ex expect, it came to a standstill. Yeah, that Dallas, you know, we've been experiencing a lot of flooding this summer. Uh, Kentucky, West Virginia, now you got Dallas. Man, what in the world is going on? Hey, it, it is what it is. It's the summertime. Uh, you know, a lot of people, of course, are saying global, global warming, global warming. I get it, got it, understand, but man, yeah, it certainly has been a summer to remember as far as weather. You know, from the flooding here, here and there, to the wildfires out west. Man, and they're still battling uh, those wildfires. And then there was a flooding in, in a, a, a mountain resort out west where a young lady, she went missing and, and they found her body. She had passed away due to that flash flooding. Man, unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Oh, man. Wow, let's move along here. Looks like a juvenile here in North Carolina has um, has monkeypox. The first juvenile case of monkeypox has been reported here in North Carolina, in Mecklenburg County, to be exact. You know, that's around that Charlotte and Gastonia and Concord area, out that way. Uh, Charlotte did have um, some of the highest numbers, if not the highest, number uh, numbers in the state with monkeypox. Now, uh, officials in the medical field are saying, because you know school is getting ready to start back next week, to be exact, next Monday, to be exact here in uh, this part of North Carolina. So they're telling the parents, hey, eh, no need to panic. Just be cautious and aware of what's going on with your child. Uh, look out for unexplained or out of nowhere rashes. Hmm. Uh, because as we all know, like I said, school is starting back up Monday. We all know uh, how monkeypox spread. But it's mainly spread by skin-to-skin -skin contact, hugging or, or cuddling, and shared towels or bed linens. So, man, uh, you know, we thought we got out of, uh, of COVID, and now this, uh, monkeypox. Man, um, of course, you know, like I said, the health officials are saying there's no need to be alarmed. Just be cautious of what's going on, your surroundings. Pay attention to what's going on with your children. Um, man, wow, just wow, just wow. You know, we, we, you know, with school starting back, you got a teacher shortage, you got a bus driver shortage, you even have a referee shortage for uh, football, soccer games, or, or basketball games, or whatever. Uh, side note with that referee shortage, man, that's absurd to me. But what the officials are here in North Carolina of that North Carolina uh, high school, uh, Athletic Association are saying is they're having problems filling this void because a lot of people don't want to referee anymore. Um, they called uh, called out unsportsmanlike conduct, and and that just that isn't just from the uh, players; it's from the parents. Uh, referees go through a lot. <laughs> these parents and the and and these kid games. It blows my mind every year we see this with these parents storming the field or storming the, the, the courts, uh, getting in the ref's face. Uh, we just had an inc incident down in Texas last week alone. 
where a coach, a, a youth league football coach was killed, shot dead because a parent, I guess, didn't like the way he was calling the game. So they got into it somehow, some way, screaming match. Multiple parents rushed onto the field. They're jumping on this guy, beating him. And then all of a sudden, uh, the, the guy who killed him, by the way, is a, a brother to a former NFL cornerback. And I believe he was there also. They, they, some have said that he started the argument. So they ended up killing this guy over a, a youth league football game. So that's the reason why there's a shortage. Who the hell wants to go out there and deal with that? You can lose your life refereeing, refereeing a kid's game? What in the world is going through you grown folks' mind? You're putting all your eggs in one basket that my child is going to take me to the promised land. And he's going to be a star athlete and he's going to make this, that, and the other endorsement. Sweet Jesus, what in the entire world is wrong with you? If you're that parent and you're of that mindset where you're putting all that burden and pressure on your child to get you out of poverty, you need to taste slapped out of your mouth. That means you haven't done anything for yourself and you're putting all the burden and, and loathsome burden on your child. So yeah, there's a, a referee shortage also. And then you got monkeypox. Sorry to get off topic, but I, I just had to say something about that because that totally blew my mind. Uh, to see that video video footage of those grown people, and I'm using my big words here, folks, those grown people storming that field, rushing that coach like that. Not only do the one, not only does the one that shot him needs to be arrested and charged, but every single last one of those parents that stormed that damn field needs to be arrested and charged too. Stop it. Cut the crap. If you start charging these folks and start stop giving them misdemeanor slaps on the wrist and charge them and lock them up, don't just fine them. Lock them up. It'll stop. There's no way in the world you can convince me that you have the right as a parent to storm the field or storm the court and get in a, another adult's face because you don't like the way he's refereeing a game. Sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus. Yeah, back to this monkeypox. I'm sorry. <laughs> Went off on one of my little tirades this morning. I am sorry. Back to this monkeypox. Uh, like I said, officials are saying, hey, parents, just be alert, be aware, no need to panic. Um, we've had several cases in, in the United States also with juveniles catching monkeypox. I remember there was one case in Charlotte uh, not too long, I'm sorry, in Chicago not too long ago where a, a, a child in a daycare had came in contact with someone that had monkeypox. Now, health officials are, are also saying, of course, you know, they're ramping up that uh, vaccine production and they've gone as far as, as to, to uh, come out with new guidance and how the shot would be administered as opposed to going into the skin. It would be put just up under the skin so they could get a vaccine dose and they're, they're trying to also uh, implement it or figure out how to give the vaccine to those kids that may need it also. Certainly is a different world where we are living in here now. It just is. It's a totally different world. Man, never in my life thought I would hear or live through anything like what we have lived through the, going on three years now. Just, I, I, I didn't see it coming. 
And 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 another thing, uh, not to not to sound like a, a, a butt, but where are all of these uh, astrologers and predictors and these people that these these people that run around and give these predictions at the end of the year or the beginning of the year or what's coming down the pipe? Where were you guys at? You guys didn't see this coming. <laughs> No one saw this coming. Certainly is a different world we are living in. All right, let's move along here, man. Uh, the Biden administration today is expected to slash up to $10,000 of student loan debts for borrowers. Uh, this slash uh, or this forgiveness of the loan is expected to be for those that are making $125,000 a year or less. And like I said, it's going to help with the student debt. And also, they're going to extend the pause on loan payments that is expected to expire at the end of this month. And that's going to be extended uh, if it goes through through to um, next January. Now, um, of course, you know that there's going to be some uh, legal and political backlash from this and challenges because this was a campaign promise that uh, Joe Biden, President Biden, made. It's coming on pretty good. I mean, could, perfect timing if you think about it, because uh, the midterms are coming up. The midterms are coming up and, and and the Republicans are trying to get in and take back that House and that Senate and, and, and local elections. And now Biden drops this with this student loan forgiveness debt program. Uh, a lot of people are saying it's a perfect time, perfect timing. And it is if you think about it, it just is. But, you know, Republicans are pushing back and they're saying, well, well, wait a minute here. If you're going to forgive this debt, you might as well forgive other debts also. This is no good. This this can't be uh, uh, where you just go around and forgive debts after people have taken loans out. This is going to uh, send the economy into another downward spiral. But, you know, you got some folks that say, no, nah, no, it's not. It's a lot, but it's not that much. Um it, it, you know, federal data shows that uh, more than 43 million owe a combined of $1.6 trillion in federal debt, with almost a third owing less than a uh, 10000 So they're saying from those numbers with those less than a third, those 10 that owe less than 10000 this is going to help them tremendously. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. And, and you know, we've all we've all we all know and we've all talked about for years sitting around the dinner table or sitting at the bar or just sitting out wherever you are with people the price of uh, a higher education is just it's it's through the roof it's downright shameful too that you have to spend that much as a youth coming out of high school going into the world that you would pretty much go out into the world after four years or however many years of college in debt. Uh, so much so the debt is, is it, a lot of the debt is higher than a mortgage payment. So you can't, you got so much debt, hell, you can't even get to the point and stage in your life where you can purchase a home because you got that student loan ha hanging over your head. I, I've always said that the price of a higher education it is. It's, it's extremely high. It's, it's absurd. But then again, you know, hey, that that the price of a, a higher education has always been, if we go back through history since its inception of higher learning with colleges or even back in the, the, the good old days of, of Greece, uh, it was for a select few. 
privileged, those who were deemed to be um, to have a, a higher brain capacity than the average. So if you think back that far, or or, or if you think back to it's in, uh, college and it's inception here in the United States, it, it kind of makes sense that you would jack that price up. You don't want it. College isn't for any and everyone. Yeah, it's just not. So, I mean, why have someone there in college that doesn't really want to be there as opposed to having someone that's of the mind that this is what they want, this is what they're going to do with their life, and they're going to go forward with it? Um, uh, hey, like I said, college has always been for those they have deemed to be superior. So hey, maybe the price, jacking the price up is a way of keeping out the ones that aren't serious about a higher education. We'll see what happens with this uh, student debt loan forgiveness, because uh, <laughs> a lot of folks that are uh, those elected officials they're already saying if something like this comes across their desk or in their Senate chambers or the House chambers, they're going to reject it. Hands down, they don't want it. So we'll see what happens. It would certainly help a lot of folks out that are experiencing a, a tremendous, that have a tremendous amount of debt from just trying to get an education. Just will, just will. We'll see what hap- We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. All right. Let's go get it. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Looks like former President Donald Trump finds himself in the hot seat. Man, by now we all know. (laughs) We all know the former president. Uh, there was a raid on his home a couple of weeks ago down in Mar-a-Lago, Texas, where they raided the home looking for classified documents and other materials. And they apparently found them. Uh, now, this is, and, and a lot of people didn't know until this actual raid happened. This has been This has been ongoing since January, then back in June. June was the final straw, according to FBI officials, now that we now know, because they had came to Donald uh, uh, President Trump and said, hey, we know you have some classified documents. Could you turn those documents over? Because these documents, just, they, they just don't need to be here at Mar-a-Lago at your home. They need to be protected. It's a national security concern. They need to be protected with us. So apparently when Donald Trump left office, he took some documents with him. So he turned some over in January. Then he turned some more over in June. But the FBI said those ones he turned over in June, they weren't that that they knew that that wasn't all that they were asking for. So they executed a raid, a search warrant. Now, uh, President Trump, of course, has came out and said, OK, uh, he wants the, the, the search warrant. To, to be shown to the public. He doesn't want any, uh, pretty much doesn't want anything redacted. The FBI uh, came back and said uh, some of that information in that search warrant, again, it's a national security risk. It doesn't need to be released to the public. There's some things that need to be kept out of that, blackened out or redacted, as they say. President Trump said, Trump said nope, empty it. I want, I want everyone to see what you guys are doing. Uh, Mr. President, Mr. President, I'm not too astute on uh, holding the, the, the 
highest office in the land. And when your term is up, the things you can take with you or you can't take with you. But I'm pretty certain that you can't just take any old thing you want to, especially classified documents that relate to some CIA material, some national security material. He even had um, he had uh, some paperwork where he had a list of, of high ranking foreign officials. I don't know. They still haven't released what that information was. He had with those that list of those foreign officials. Um I'm almost certain that these things you just can't have hanging around your home. I know you have Secret Service protection 24 hours, seven days a week. But that's easy access for any and everyone when you're not there. So imagine if some fools or a group of fools get a hold of some of this uh, sensitive and classified information. Because some of the information he had went above being classified and top secret. It was information that they said was on a need to know basis. No one needed to know, not unless they were directly involved. So with that, you know, with that classification of need to know, that's pretty much saying to you, hey, any and everyone doesn't need to know this. This is a, a, a that's higher than top secret, that clearance. Just like it says, it's, it's for those that need to know. Everyone doesn't need to have their hands on this information. Everyone doesn't need to be privy this information and to be honest with you there's a lot of stuff out there uh honestly if we knew the half <laughs> that's why it's classified and, and and has that higher ranking uh classification because they know just like you and i know certain things we don't need to know it it just may send us into a whirlwind of emotions and anger and rage and before you know it we'll have fools out here trying to harm any and everyone trying to take the law into their own hands. So, yeah, I got to agree with that. But I'm like I said, I'm almost certain, Mr. President, these are things you probably shouldn't have had in your possession. Uh, I, I, I also feel honest, uh, feel, feel fine in saying that I don't think anyone is, is personally attacking you. You had classified documents in your home. You just did. That's absurd to me. And and I would like to know what what the hell what were those documents? I mean, what are they really? Apparently they were something because the FBI had been trying to get in touch with them for a while and he kept giving them documents and they kept saying, No, that's not that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> and then they came back again after they left in January, they came back again in June. And I guess they said that's the final straw. This guy's playing games. Find a judge and and, and and let's get a damn warrant to raid that home. Maybe rightfully so. Rightfully so. But ain't no maybe. Hey, uh, the way things are now in this world, or in this country, I, I, I would certainly hate for someone to get a hold of something as, as those documents, whatever they were, and then turn around and do something crazy because of something they read or saw or quite or was told to them that quite possibly could have been something totally different that you just didn't need to know. Uh that need to know, like I said, is it, it, for those that are directly involved with something. Uh, us regular old citizens, a lot of things we just 
not I'm not going to say we can't comprehend. There's a lot of things that goes on uh, in politics in, in the world or internationally or, or locally that we just don't need to know. We don't need to be privy to certain information because, hey, we may take it the opposite direction when it doesn't need to be. Just doesn't. Just doesn't. So, yeah, President Trump is saying, hey, release that warrant. Let everyone see what is going on and what you guys are trying to do to me and, and how you're trying to uh, where they are. I, I got to be honest. Uh, I, I know I said I don't think anyone is, is, is launching a personal attack on you. But uh, he's came forward and said that a lot of this has to do with his possible presidential run in 2024. Yeah, I can see that. And, and side note, uh, we had uh, a few or a couple of uh, primaries here last week. And, and one of them was, uh, of course, in Wyoming with Jill, uh, uh, I'm sorry, with uh, Liz Cheney and, and another lady that was uh, that was backed by Trump. Uh, Liz Cheney is out. She lost. The other candidate that was backed by Trump won. So Liz Cheney is out. There was uh, another election. Uh, pretty much everyone that Trump backed last week won. That says volumes. That says a lot. Now, Liz Cheney has come forward and she says, yeah, I lost, but I'm not going to stop my fight to make sure pretty much that those that are in, in politics are held accountable for what they do. In fact, so she's creating a whole committee, a whole uh, group, a whole uh, fact-finding organization. I should say, where uh, they're going to stand guard and, and make sure these politicians, whether Democrat or Republican, are on the up and up. So she's not done with politics. That's because she got booted out. Wow. Uh, certainly is a lot. <laughs> certainly is a lot. <laughs> President Trump, President Trump. Boy, he won't stop for nothing. He ain't going to break. He ain't going to bend. He's just not. Uh, hey, uh, uh, uh. It is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. He is who he is. Uh, but I still say, I don't think you just walk around with all this classified information. Uh, he had documents, pictures, whatever, what have you. I know certain things you can take with you. I, I, I do believe that. But uh, I would think you would have to clear it with uh, the CIA and the FBI, which uh, also came out. They said that, uh, yeah, he, he did get some clearance. And some declassification on certain documents, but those that which he took from that White House and down to his Mar-a-Lago home, they weren't it. They were more than what they were supposed to be. They weren't They were not declassified, and he took them anyway. Wow, <laughs> this guy does what he wants. <laughs> he does. He does. Oh man, you gotta love him. You gotta love him. He does what he wants to. He's he's not taking no for an answer. When he's got his mind set on something, his mind is set on something. He ain't budget. <laughs> Just wow, wow. Uh, we'll see what happens with this. We will see what happens with this. Uh, also, uh, uh, it looks like, uh, and then I'm gonna get out of here. I gotta get ready to go to work. Looks like uh, Dennis Rodman has said that he's gonna travel to Russia to help negotiate or possibly talk to see if he could talk to uh, Putin to see if he can get a release of uh, Brittany Griner. Well, Dennis Rodman has been, uh, he, he did help with the release of a prisoner some time ago. Uh, what was that? Back in North Korea. And he is friends with uh, North Korea dictator come, uh, well, 
he's, he's friends with that North Korean uh, dictator, pretty much. They they share a likeness of uh, basketball, I guess. So maybe uh, maybe he can go to Russia and talk to Putin and say, hey, let it go, man. I don't know. <laughs> not. I think not. Uh, I just do. I, lo- I, I like Dennis Rodman. I just do. Uh, he was one of the best defensive players in the NBA. And he certainly has shown uh, in, in uh, years past that he can he can be uh, somewhat of a diplomat. But I don't think that's going to work too well here in Russia. Not with Putin. Putin's on a different level of the game. He has his mind set on something, and he ain't letting up for nothing. So I don't know uh, how that's going to go. Uh, I don't think it's going to fare too well. I just don't. I just don't. And Russia has came out and said that the talks and negotiations are still on the way with the U.S., um, all the U.S., and they're adamant about saying this about the U.S. The U.S. can't talk about it in the media as it relates to these negotiations and the outcome of these negotiations. So, uh, uh, Dennis Rodman, no. <laughs> I, I, I just don't think that's going to work too well. Just me. That could be just me. That could be just me. Well, that's all for me today, and I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response, and I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And also, wherever you are streaming, hit that like and subscribe button so you can get notified when I drop these podcasts. Keep you in the loop. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.